Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Beth. And I'm Amy. We are Sisters Sisters Talking Talking in Circles. This is the time for you to enjoy your favorite beverage. And connect with us about the frantic lives we lead. Welcome to our circle. Welcome to episode eight. It's our second in our series of Raising Adults. And tonight we're going to focus on raising boys to men. Between the three of us, we have one, two, three, four, five, six sons ranging in ages. Amy Brody, seven, correct? Correct. Seven to 15. I will say that this is probably one of the most confusing times to raise sons in society because you don't want your son to be a male chauvinist pig. And the problem is that boys, especially teenage boys, say stupid, insensitive things all the time. Never. (laughs) I know. It's shocking. And I don't know that they actually grow out of that. But you are constantly worried. Like, my son will say things, and I think, oh, gosh, I'm raising a jerk. <laughs> Lord help you, Sarah. What were you saying when you were 14? You know, but boys, it just seems to me, and I've said before, I teach high school on Mondays, though I have mostly boys in those classes, and they just say things. And I look at them and I'm like, did that come out of your mouth? And all of these boys that I, I know their parents, like, I'm like, I know that you didn't hear that at home. Like, I know that you didn't mean to sound like an insensitive jerk. So we wanted to talk about what we wanted for our sons in the future. And also, you know, the difficulties of raising boys right now, because it's a whole nother ballgame. Definitely. Mine are complete polar opposites. And yeah, so Lane says stuff that I know he doesn't want me to know he says, even though I overhear him. And then Hunter doesn't say anything inappropriate, but it's because he doesn't understand it. (laughs) So... Yeah, our house, we have a very I'm so cool masculine one and then a very much I can kill us what everybody else thinks and I'm the laziest person alive. Amy, how about your boys? Well, we're, you know, on the younger side of of this range of boys. We have nine, nine and seven, and we're just kind of getting to the traditional masculinity that you see in second and third grade even and even younger coming out in boys. And one of my twins, well, both of them really are not what I thought a traditional boy was going to be. Rough and tumble, aggressive, all of those things you think of, and they're not that. So learning how to make sure that they're secure in who they are, and it's okay to not be rough and tumble, and it's okay to not want to play like you have swords and fighting and And the aggression piece to not have that desire to be that way is totally okay. So that's one of the biggest struggles for me is to make sure that they feel confident in who they are and that that doesn't mean that they're less of a a boy or a future man because they're not aggressive coming like that extreme dominance. They don't display that at all. Now, the younger one is a different story, but, but the twins are just not that way at all. And I see that they... They feel that the boys who are more dominant are bullying towards them. They don't want to be their friends at school, are really uncomfortable being with other boys at school. And they gravitate toward having friends who are females who can play that imaginate imagination play, not that like aggressive, let's beat each other up play. But I just want them to be okay with that. If that's who they are. We're okay with that. They don't have to be football players. And your husband's a football coach. I think a lot of people probably thought, especially when they found out you had three boys, that you were, you know, raising an O-line. Right. We're raising a team. And we may raise somebody that's going to keep stats. And we may raise a water boy. And then we may raise a quarterback. 
but we're learning to be okay with that. I think not necessarily me, but I'm sure that James wanted his whole life to have boys who are going to play football and do the things that their mm-hmm. daddy loves. I think every dad wants that for their kids and realizing that they just may not do that and being okay with it is a big deal for, for dads mm-hmm. to come to come to the conclusion that they are still going to be awesome, amazing, healthy boys and men, but they may not be your traditional aggressive boy. Yeah. Neither one of our boys play any sports at this moment. Now there was a time when our oldest Landon played flag football for several years and my husband was the happiest man alive and he played t-ball when he was little, but that was short lived. You know, it was like two seasons. Maybe he played uh, tackle football for a year. Aaron loved it. My husband, he loved it. Landon hated it. But then when he did flag, they both loved it. And it was so good to see it. But then when he outgrew that, just because of age constraints or whatever, it bummed Aaron out. And our youngest Hunter has never had any interest in sports whatsoever. We forced him to play a season of soccer, a season of t-ball and a season of flag football. And every time we were like, what do you think? He's like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I just don't care. And he has, there's not a competitive bone in his body. He's very fast and used to frustrate us because it would be so easy for him to be good at one sport. And he just does not care. So there were several years when I know that my husband definitely struggled and it kind of broke his heart because I have a nerdy husband in that he's very intellectual and he's very smart. He's an engineer, but he loves sports. Oh my gosh. He loves everything about him. He loves to play them. He loves to watch them. He loves to keep all the stats. He loves to memorize all the different players and all their different histories. I mean, it's ridiculous. He loves every aspect of it. And the fact that our kids don't even want to watch it on TV, like they, like Landon will sit with him for a little while if it's UK's playing and watch it with him. And Hunter might ask a few questions here and there, but that's pretty much it. So I know it breaks my husband's heart, (laughs) but he has come to terms with it. And now he finds other things you know, to talk to them about and to bond over. But I think definitely he thought when he pictured having two sons, he pictured going to games together, going to races together because he loves NASCAR, all those things. And none of that. I mean, none of it is happening. Yeah, it. I, too, was upset when flag football ended because I loved watching do something and play flag football mm-hmm. because like your husband, I have an affinity for sports watching. Um, <laughs> I will say Deuce watches sports with me and Deuce wanted to try every sport and he did. And then flag football was the only thing he really liked a lot. Where we live, it only goes up to, was it sixth grade? I think so, yeah. Like, if they had a high school league here, I would totally put him in it. Oh, me too. I have a child who struggles with anxiety and depression and self-worth. And I just want him to know that whatever path he chooses, it's a good path. And it's the right path, as long as he feels good about it. So if he chooses to be this stay-at-home dad, more power to you. Because one of his strengths is he is very comfortable around little children. He'll hold a baby. He volunteers in the toddler room for an hour every Monday. He, I mean, his best friend has twin brothers who are two, and he would hang out with them all day. And so we've been talking a lot about his strengths and weaknesses because he's at a point where a lot of his friends know what they want to do when they grow up. You know, I want to be a basketball player. I want to join the army. I want to be a cop. I want to be a fire, you know, whatever. And doctor, lawyer, and he has no idea. Yeah. So I told him, you you know, you just have to pay attention to what makes you happy when you do it. You know, you're happy when you work with kids. You sh- Why not do that? We need, Amy will tell you all day, preach it till the cows come home. Yes. We need more males who are called to work with young children. Yeah, it's a calling yes. for sure. Because there's it's not many that the work young- with young children. 
I watch kids all the time in different elementary and preschool classrooms who, when there is a male teacher, it can just change the whole dynamic of the classroom. Those boys gravitate, even girls in the classroom gravitate toward the male teacher and really respond differently. And I would love to see Deuce do that. Yeah, I mean, we have, um, I work at that Parents Day Out, and there's a guy who is a substitute, and he's early 20s. And, I mean, I have little boys who can barely speak. And when he walks in, they're like, it's the big boy. They love him in there. <laughs> and he just sits in a foreign place. He doesn't do anything different than me, but they love seeing someone like them. Yeah. Right. I think the reason we don't have a lot of guys that go into that field of early childhood education is because they never saw anybody do it. Just like uh, male nurses. Think how many guys you know that probably would have been a nurse, but they thought it was a girl's job. And right. you don't have near the near the school loans. You, you, it pays very well. And think how many men, like I know for a fact, my dad, the one time he was in the hospital, would have loved to have a male nurse instead of a female. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I focus on not having him get wrapped up in what is cool and what is neat and what is what everybody thinks he should do and just be him. Just be the loving, quirky guy that he is. And to try new things and not be afraid to fail. Because I think that's a big thing with men. Is a fear of failure and a fear of not being able to provide and be all these things. And I don't think that's necessarily their role. Because when when they always think that's their role, then they don't let the female in their life think that's her role. And so... I, I don't worry about, I mean, he says sexist stuff all the time just to drive his feminist 13-year-old sister up a wall, um, <laughs> or me, or Aunt B. He doesn't really think it, and I have no worries about how he's going to treat his future wife, because he has three little sisters um, who right. don't let him get away with anything. So, I don't worry about any of that, but I do worry about him doing what he's called to do, because I can see it, but he just has trouble seeing it, because that's not what other people think. And I know for a fact, if he told people, some people he's related to or people we hang out with, that he was going to be an early childhood teacher, they'd be like, really? That's what you're going to do? And then yeah. I'll have a backup person. Right. <laughs> he can come to tell me. He can talk to me about it all the time. There really is so much research right now. And we can post links to that about the depression rate in young boys and men versus the same age females. Yes. And completion of suicide, not attempts, but completion of suicide and substance abuse. And there's a lot of things that you can correlate to the pressure that we see young boys facing and how they're not sure how to be who they are because they're afraid of what the stereotype says they should be. And the from a very young age of boys can't have baby dolls and you're crying like a girl. Like I hear that a lot and it makes me want to poke people's eyes out because girls do cry, but so do boys and it's okay to cry. And I'm proud of you for showing your emotions. And that goes, I think, along with what you're struggling with in your house, Sarah, Mm -hmm. is knowing it's okay to be who you are. And just because maybe it's not stereotypical, it can be acceptable. If he wants to be a preschool teacher, it may not be the stereotype that everyone thinks boys are going to fall into, but it's acceptable to do so, to be that. And then learning that 
his friends that all think that they know what they want to be, they don't know what they want to be yet. They're going to come up with something and they're changing their mind 45 times. But learning to build that emotional literacy for boys, knowing that Mm -hmm. there's more than just okay or angry. I think we just teach boys and not on purpose that you either are okay or you're angry. And there's nothing in between. Women are the ones who get upset. Women are the ones who are allowed to lash out with their feelings. And the funny thing, going back to the preschool teacher thing, is, okay, so if he said he wanted to grow up and be a police officer like his father, nobody would bat an eye, except his mother. But nobody would say, (laughs) oh, that's weird. But what if he wants to grow up and be a preschool teacher like his mom? Like if I was a doctor and he wanted to grow up and be a doctor like his mom? For instance, Beth, if Hunter wanted to grow up and be a a cake decorator like Beth, Mm -hmm. good. He should be. But really? But if he wants to be an engineer like his dad, oh, okay, that's totally fine. Yeah. I think the problem with us is Hunter wants to be neither. Hunter wants to be nothing. No, Beth, he wants to be. Now, that's not true. He has told (laughs) me two very things that he wants to be. Number one, he wants to be the boss because they sit around and tell everyone else what to do. Number two, he wants to be a YouTuber because then Uh he gets paid like, and this is a direct quote, like $20 to play somebody's (laughs) video game and talk about it. Yeah. And he just looked at me like. I mean, that's jackpot right there. I'm like, 20 whole dollars. Yeah, yeah. that's going to pay a lot. I told him, I said, listen, I don't care where you work. I don't care if you work at Taco Bell, the drive-thru. But you have to pay your own bills. I don't care, but you can't just live with me forever because you don't ever want to pay for your own stuff. You don't ever want to live on your own. You don't ever want to be a responsible adult. And he looked at me and he was like, why can't I live on my own and just work a drive-thru? I'm like, you can, but you need to understand that it won't be like your room here. <laughs> That's what you need to understand. And he doesn't understand that. He has a very expensive taste. He wants all this high-tech crap, but he is not going to want to work for it. But that's something he'll have to learn when he gets older. I can't – I can preach to him no. all day long. No, he'll they, have to live it out. Like I'll tell you, the best thing we did was when we made Deuce get that job this summer because he totally has a concept now of what it takes to earn money. He had yes. to stand outside in the sun doing a job he did not like at all mm-hmm. for 20 hours a week. Yep. And none of his friends worked. And now yeah. he's like – a pizza costs $10. God. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, see, I think that we just need to encourage guys and not just to show their feelings and all that, but also to be okay with not knowing. Yeah. To be okay with feeling insecure and feeling vulnerable and knowing that right now they don't have the answers because they don't have to have the answers. No. And I, you know, I they, worry. I talk a lot about how Hunter doesn't, oh, he doesn't, because Hunter just doesn't care about anything is what it boils down to. So, and part of that is a true blessing. I wish I was that way. So I don't find myself worrying about, you know, is Hunter stressed about school? Is Hunter, no, because he doesn't know how to stress. Like it's literally not there. And then with Landon, who on the outside seems to have it all together as far as school comes, not, I wouldn't say easy, but he's fine. He gets straight A's. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of friends, blah, 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 all those normal, healthy, happy things. But I worry one day he's just going to snap. Because it's always kind of been easy for him, as far, I'm afraid when it gets hard, and we've been telling him, it's going to get harder. You know, as you go through high school and you're taking all these AP classes, it's going to get harder. You're going to have homework that is going to make you struggle. It's going to make you think. Or you're going to have a breakup. Not a breakup. Uh, you're, well, yes, eventually. But you also, you may have a breakdown with a friend. You know, like you all may not be friends anymore. Because he still thinks, oh, these guys he has now this is it. And maybe it is, but let's just be honest here. They're all going to go to different schools. They're going to move away. And I just keep telling him, I'm like, you know, things always change. You need to be okay with change. And he's like, I don't like change. He likes knowing right now, okay, I'm going to be a whatever kind of engineer, which I'm not even sure what the right term is, whatever. He wants to be an engineer. And that's fine. It makes his father very proud. 
but I don't want him to feel like he has to, because the first time he said that, I'm sure he saw the look on our faces, you know, this complete, oh, you know, you're going to be this wonderful, you know, blah, 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 just like his father. But I don't want him to feel like he has to be that just because he told me two years ago he wanted to be that. I feel like Landon thinks, okay, Hunter's, and Landon will tell you this, Landon will say, Hunter's weird. I'm like, okay, first of all, we're all weird. There is no weird, okay? We're all weird. But anyway, he'll tell you that, so he feels like he has to be the norm across the board. And I'm not sure that I'm even wording this right, but he tells me, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, eventually he'll date some girl. I'm sure that she'll be exactly what everybody would expect him to date. He always does what he's expected of him, and I'm waiting for the ball to drop. And I am also worried about how he will handle it, because he does not like to show emotion unless it's anger. He is your average teenage boy he doesn't like to talk about anything he gets embarrassed super easy if it's anything even remotely emotional or he feels like it's private or you know whatever and I'm terrified when that ball drops that he is going to fall apart and he is not going to want to talk to me at least I know when it happens to Hunter he will talk to me we'll all know yeah (laughs) no you're right yeah and that's just something I started working about worrying about just like in the last six months because I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, at one point, something bad's going to happen. Whether it's he's going to fail a class or something is going to happen. And it's going to be horrible. And you, and you really hope it happens while he still lives with you. Honestly. Yes. yes. You yes. want it to happen only at home. You yes. don't want that to happen. You know, but, and we all know. I mean, all of us know. We all went to college thinking we were going to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. And we went a totally different direction. We didn't marry the people mm-hmm. we thought we were going to marry. We didn't live where we thought we were going to live. We don't. I take it back. Unless you're my husband, who I think at 12 decided to be a police officer. But there, there are very few people that do that because you get out into the world and you experience. And so that's what our goal with all of our children, but really, especially with Deuce, is we want him to work different kinds of jobs. And we, he and I were talking last night. And he, you know, he just, he's not interested in a lot of things he feels like, like right now. And I, I think that has to do with some medication and hormonal issues he's having. But I also said, then you have to try new things. You just have to be like, I took a picture and I liked it. Let's take a photography class. I like that. You know, you just have to find your thing. And when you find it, you'll know. And he's like, you don't try new things. And I was like, well, listen, I'm 40 something and I do a lot. <laughs> he goes, mom, you talk on Marco Polo, you read books and you hang out with other people's kids. And I was like, OK, he goes, so what new things are you trying? And I was like, well, stupid kid. Um, No, you're grounded. So I told him that fine. He and I are going to start exercising together, not at the Y. He hates the Y. And so I said, fine, we will do stuff at home. I said, Bess and Landon work out together yep. at home. So I said, we will, we will do some stuff at home and, you know, we will start trying to, maybe you would like to cook. We'll start trying to cook new recipes. I don't want to cook. Well, you're going to, we can take, we can figure out what it is we like to do together and all the things you like to do. Because it also, you know, it bothers him that his sisters have all these interests. I think we do so, and it, this was needed. Okay. First of all, I just want to go on record as saying it was very needed that girls be shown that they could do all these things. There was a very limited framework for things that girls were expected to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I am all about, Kayla has gone to every girl science engineering day that there is. Okay. I am all about it. I'm all about my daughter, Lainey, wanting to have a camo backpack and only wear red and black, you know, you don't have to be girly, blah, blah, blah. But in that same thread, why can't we have days for guys where it's like men in education and men in nursing and men in caregiving? Like, why can't we we have girls in science and technology? I know. You know, men as authors, men in the arts. Why can't we have those kinds of days, too? Amy, we should have one. We should. 
men in education. We could totally do that because that's the thing. Like he was, he was saying, I like weird stuff that other people don't like. I'm like, why don't you write a book about it? He's talking about like, he likes horror films and all that. I'm like, won't you write? Mm -hmm. Well, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, Stephen King, he's super weird and not super rich. Yeah. He's poor. I was was like, he, I said, he just wrote down what was in his imagination. He said, I would freak people out. I'm like, have you read his book? (laughs) But yeah. And so I think that that's the thing is I want him to see that the world is his oyster in a totally different way than most people. Most people are like, oh men, they already know that. No, they don't. No, they know they can do anything in a certain parameter, but most of them don't know that they can do artsy, I keep saying caregiving, but that, I mean, that's the only word I can think of it for that kind of stuff. If they want to teach, they don't have to be a high school teacher or a gym teacher or a principal. They mm-hmm, can right. sit in a classroom with really little kids and teach them. And it, when you talk about male teachers, both of my boys had a certain teacher in elementary school, Mr. V, shout out. And he is by far their favorite teacher they've ever had. Because at that age, you know, they were like, I think fifth grade is when he is the year he taught for both of them. They still to this day will say, if I'm preaching to them about something, they're like, well, that's not what Mr. V said. I'm like, that's years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's not what he told us. They respected him so much because he taught completely different than the other teachers. Like he just, the boys had so much respect for him because he didn't treat them like little boys. He didn't say, now listen, that's not how little boys should, you know, and he was kind of rough on them, you know, in a stern, he was very stern with them, but they both respected the crap out of that man. I used to think, Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell him what I wanted them to know (laughs) from me because they would take it better from him. Well, that, and that's Mm -hmm. like this year at co-op, we have one of the dads said, Hey, I want to teach. And we were all like, heck yes, because generally Co-op is just moms, right? And so we were like, yes. And he teaches coding in the morning and he teaches art class in the afternoon. And all of those kids, I mean, all you kept hearing was it's for middle and high school. And they were all like, a dad's teaching. We have a dad this year. A dad's teaching. They love him and they love that he's teaching. And I do too. No, that's good. But yeah, I think what you're saying, Sarah, about why can't we celebrate, you know, more of the, if you want to call it the non-masculine jobs for boys, um, which is stupid that they're thought of that way but they are that's people would say it though yeah that's totally how they would say it I do think it's it's such it's so weird though because I'm old school so I do treat my boys very like grow up be a man you know and I don't say go out and chop wood and (laughs) do manly things (laughs) but I do want them to have a certain amount of not masculinity but like um responsibility for mm-hmm. their family, for their friends, for themselves and their own actions. And I guess that's not really a masculine thing, but it's, I do feel like I want them to be a little bit that way, a little bit, not, gosh, I don't even know what the word is, not aggressive, but just in charge of their life. And I think if you had girls, you would be the sex, exact same way. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even think you would be thinking of it as a masculine thing. No, you're Because right. that's how you are. You're very yeah. responsible and take care yeah. of things. And, and I yeah. actually say, Amy, you said earlier you hate when people say quit crying like a girl. I say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud of it, but I have said it to my kids. And actually, Sarah, I have said it to your daughters, which makes no sense. And then they came home and said, Aunt B ruined our life. No, I'm just kidding. No. Yes. But I've actually said it to girls. I'm like, don't cry like a little girl. You're not a little girl. You're a big girl. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, but I am. You're right. I, th- I think if I had girls, it wouldn't make a difference to me. I just... Yeah. Hate when high wines is what it boils down to. Oh gosh, don't get me going on whining. Oh my gosh, I can't handle it. What sex you are. I am <laughs> with you. But yeah, I do feel like it's weird. Like I don't want my kids to be 
whiny, I guess is the word. Because I don't want to say wussy because that sounds demeaning. That's not what I mean. But just that whiny and nobody will help me and blah, blah. I hate I hate that attitude. And so when Hunter starts to get that way, that's when I find myself wanting to, like, toughen him up in a way. I'm not even sure how you would do that. It never works. But I, I do think that you would be the same way with girls. Oh, yeah, because I want to <laughs> toughen girls up. I want to smack some girls in the face. I hate wussy girls. <laughs> Here she goes with wussy again. Good girl. I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. And the main point I want to get across on this is that, and I see it because I'm a mother of both sexes, okay? But there is a huge push for women to do all these wonderful things. And listen to me. I am right at the top of that list. You two are right at the top of that list. We are all, I am up there flying the feminine flag high, okay? My girls will rule the world. And if you've met any of the three of them, yes, they will. But I feel like we can still lift boys up to be who they are supposed to be without bringing the girls down. And I think the best way to do that would be to show all the options out there for guys that people don't traditionally think of as their options. Yeah. Be like, you know, these are all the things that you can do. You can be amazing at all of these things. I would love to know the numbers on this, but how many male labor and delivery nurses are there? Probably none. Okay. Probably none. But there's, but there's male, male obstetricians. Well, Lord, they've never had a baby. I know. I just I feel like those are all good things that they all need to know they can do. And I just, just don't like, understand why there has to be any kind of gender label on any occupation. That makes zero sense to me. We're trying to fix the past is basically what it is. And yes, I understand. We are. I get it. But I, I feel like we need to make the same push on the guy side for totally different jobs and totally different lifestyles. Yeah. But the same thing. Well, heck, I, I will start a cake decorating class for boys. There you go. Yeah. With the boys, I really think we have to give them room and space to explore strengths and weaknesses and to not be afraid or fearful of shame and rejection. Because I think that's huge for boys that they are Mm -hmm. so afraid of being rejected or not doing something well. But to do that as a mom, I think we all know that the world is going to toughen up our boys. The world is going to be hard on them. So my job as a mom is to allow my three boys to develop who they are and nurture their heart and their spirit and their soul and make sure that they are able to be kind and compassionate to the world and build up who they are so that when those tough things happen and they are rejected and they are exposed to things that we hope that they uh, are not exposed to, that they know who they are and that they're real men by being able to handle those situations and by knowing who they are and being confident in themselves. And that is our job as moms of boys is to give them a safe place to just figure out who they are. And that's hard. And ho- yeah. And hopefully that, you know, they won't decide that they need to be a YouTube star. Like, you know what? Well, Here's the deal. They you are. If he had some great, I'm not, I'm not knocking my son, but if he had some crazy talent that I thought would bring in all kinds of money on YouTube, I would be pushing him right towards it. He just wants to sit there and play video games while he'll watch him. I'm like, hey, but you have to be entertaining, Hunter. <laughs> God love him. In closing, basically, we want the world to be kinder to our sons. We want the world to give them a break and let them be who they need to be, just like you would our daughters. Just just be considerate that they they actually have feelings and they're still trying to figure everything out. These are not 35 year old men. They're yes. kids who are going to make mistakes and need a chance to figure things out and figure out who they want to be. God love their little hearts. Their little wussy hearts. 
No, I'm just <laughs> pansy, isn't that what dad says? Yeah, but they're pansies. That's where I get it. Okay, so on to happier topics, because I feel like that was I was kind of a downer on that one. Sorry, guys. What is new? I have Invisalign. So that is new for me. I do not have them in right now because I have a lisp when I wear them. <laughs> it's not even been a week yet, so I'm not used to the whole talking thing. And so I have to take them out when I'm on here or when I am meeting with a customer about a wedding cake because I don't want to <laughs> spit all over them when I'm explaining the different uh, icing techniques. So, yeah, S's are a little hard. Yeah, I have to get used to those. But I will say it's not been as bad as I thought. It's a little weird with the whole I can't drink coffee with them in. And anybody that knows me knows I drink coffee almost 24 hours a day. So I've had to regulate my coffee. So I take them out in the morning when I get up and I have those two to three cups of coffee. And then I brush my teeth and put them right back in. And I have to be really diligent about when I eat, which is weird because, again, I'm a grazer. I don't eat lunch. I just kind of snack all day little bits here and there. And then I eat dinner at night with my family. So I've had to be deliberate about, okay, so you've had them in for three hours. You need to take them out, eat, brush your teeth. And my teeth are very clean because I am brushing my teeth like six times a day (laughs) and putting these things back in. So by the end of this, I should have the most amazing teeth in the world. And uh, yeah, it's new. And hopefully I'll have a beautiful smile when it's all over with. I'm excited to see them. Yes. All right. So what's new with you all? new with me is this weekend, my kids competed in their first martial arts tournament. This was the first one that actually worked with our schedule because usually one of the big ones is in May and it was always derby weekend and that we were slammed at the shop and it's Beth's birthday. And I just don't go out of town for Beth's birthday. Exactly. It's not a thing. So they had the first one in the South. They had it in Georgia. So we drove down to Georgia Friday night and my kids competed. And this time they only competed in one event. They did um, the martial arts they do is Kikido. I'm totally going to get this wrong, but it's like Korean. Anyway, and so they competed, and they did their forms, and Josie got first place. Who's shocked about that? Nobody. Lainey Mae got second, and Deuce and Kayla both got third in their, but the end, thank God, they did not have to compete against each other, because I never would have heard the end of that. Um, But they had a really great tournament, and one of the other good things, these kids, they were just really uplifting to each other. They were all cheering each other on, and giving each other handshakes, and you know, one of the reasons we started martial arts was to help build the kids' confidence. You know, they're in the advanced level now. They should be black belt within the next 18 months. And it's really kind of cool to see. It's something that all four of them can do together and do at the same speed. Because it is very difficult, you all, to find something that when you have a boy and girls and when they have a, you know, they age from 9 to 14. So when I have all that and something that they can all do at the same time together, that Mm -hmm. is what this has been such a blessing to us. Because first of all, time-wise for me, it's been a blessing because I'm not running four kids all over the place. They all go at the same time, but it's also a blessing because they get to experience this together. Like there's no sport that they could both, they could, Deuce could play on the same team as the girls. So it's really cool to watch them do this together. It was really awesome. It was just really great. I was really happy. We had a great time. Excellent. Okay, Amy, what you got? So my new thing is really kind of sad and boring, but my <laughs> kids have been sick and I have been stuck with pukers. And this is the first time, you know, in a couple years that I've had a puker in my house and nine-year-old puke that there's a lot of it. And it was pretty interesting to, to know that he went in the bathroom, like the half bath downstairs, which is not a large space and somehow got puke on three walls and like just everywhere and not in the toilet. So my new thing is my half bath downstairs is probably the cleanest it has been in years. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty all awesome. I got. It, 
it, but it's also nice when they make it to the toilet when they're big enough to puke in the toilet. I really liked it when my kids could get themselves to the bathroom. We we're so close. It just didn't quite happen yet. I mean, I'm even at the point now where sometimes they'll get sick in the middle of the night and nobody even wakes me up. Oh wow, amazing! Girls don't well, wake you up when they're sick. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. They don't. You know how man, men are loud pukers. Let's just what the crap that. Why are men such loud pukers? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I've had that battle with my husband for years, and he continues. He also yawns very loud. It's every guy I know. It's like they want yes. the whole world to know that they are vomiting. And I'm sitting there going, do you know <laughs> how many times I have puked and nobody knew? Exactly. And do you know how many times I've been sick and nobody knew? Yes. It's it's but repulsive. I still took people to school and I still made sure everybody was alive. But men are sick. And I hate this stereotype, but it is true. When they are sick, the whole world ends. I know. And I'm with you. I try not to push that stereotype on everybody. And I keep telling my kids, you are not going to be that way. You're not going to be that way. Your wives are not going to have to take care of you. This is not how this is going to But Hunter still wants to be taken care of. Like, he will lay on the couch with his blanket and his hot drink or his Sprite. And he, you can tell he literally smiles. He could have a fear of 103 and he is smiling because he is being <laughs> waited on hand and foot. That child does like to be waited on. He adores it. <laughs>